Hi, everyone. Welcome to part three of going deeper with God, pursuing the heart of God through worship. This series has been an absolute blessing. The Lord is so, so, so good. He's so good. So I won't be using camera tonight, but as I begin to even think about that and, and go before the Lord about um, just, you know, his okay to not be on camera, I'm usually on camera, but the Lord is so gracious because it's not about a camera. It's not about my, my face. It's not about the ministry. It's really not about me. It's, it's, it's about the Lord, our savior. It's about pursuing God. Nothing else matters. It's not about the best flyer, the best outfit, the best conference videos. Those are all great. We all use those, but truly, truly the heart of the message and the weight of the message and what God wants to say to his people and to his beloved daughters and how he truly, truly is calling us closer to him. It is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And we truly in a beautiful season, regardless of what season we are in, mountaintops or valley low, there still should be a praise in our bellies and a worship on our lips, a praise in our hearts. So what did David say? I will bless the Lord at all times. Glory to God. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Continually. That means despite what circumstances are despite what may or may not be occurring in our life, we were, we're going to bless the name of the Lord. We are going to bless the name of the Lord because he is worthy. And so we are talking about um, pursuing the heart of God through worship. This is so near and dear to my heart as someone who um, just worships in terms of the musical component of it, right? Because we're going to talk about what it truly means, what worship truly, truly means. And it extends beyond just um, lifting our hands and, and closing our eyes and singing a song. It is truly, truly, truly. First and foremost, let me just open us up in prayer as we invite the spirit of the Lord into this message. I'm so excited um, just to release what God has for me to release and us to continue on this series with part four, which I believe we're going to focus on pursuing the heart of God through fasting. Oh my goodness. If you have not listened to parts one and two, I would encourage you as the Lord leads to check them out. They're on Spotify and iTunes and I think Amazon and a couple of other platforms, but they're also on Buzzsprout. Um, and so I would just encourage you to listen to them as the Lord leads, share them as the Lord leads and allow them to minister to your heart as God is truly, truly, truly drawing us closer to him. I mean, really, really beckoning us and summoning us to truly be in true relationship and fellowship and communion with him, right? We're not talking about superficial, shallow relationships. We're not talking about, you know, a, um, a prayer life. We're talking about knowing the heart of our father, pursuing the heart of our father, right? Being one with our father through prayer, through reading his word, right? Through fasting, through getting um, 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 into his presence, being still and quiet. So we just honor the Lord this, um, this evening and let us just open up in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just love and adore you, God. Truly, there's none like you, God. You're so sovereign. You're wonderful. You're magnificent, God. You are truly our wonderful counselor, 
our everlasting Father, the mighty God, Prince of Peace, Lord. So we thank you, God, for just this series. We thank you for how you're ministering to our hearts and minds, God. I pray that you will continue to do a work in us, God. As we draw near to you, God, you promise, according to your word in James, that you draw nigh or near to us, God. So we are just desiring to, to go deeper in our relationship with you, God, to be in a more intimate relationship with you, God, to be able to just know your voice, hear your voice, hearken into your voice, God, obey your voice, God, and go in the direction that you are leading us into, God. But above all else, God, we want to know you as our heavenly father, not know of you, not know what other people have told us about you, God, not know what, what we may have, um, been taught even growing up in the church, if that was our narrative, God, not knowing what our grandmama knew or our mama knew, but knowing you for ourselves as Lord of our lives, God. So we invite you into this message. We invite you into this series, God. We invite you into tonight, God. Have your way, God. We thank you, God, that truly, truly, it is the anointing, God. They breaks the yokes, God. So we pray, pray, pray that you would just anoint this message, God. Have your way in our hearts and minds. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 So we are talking about worship. First of all, ladies, worship, worship, worship. It is, it's something that we hear all the time. We, we know praise and worship teams are a church. We know there's worship conferences, there's worship um, um, meetings. I mean, we have a worship summit every year, right? We're coming up on our fourth annual worship summit, right? And so we've heard the word worship tossed around to and fro, especially in the church. But I want to really look at what it means to worship the Lord. And firstly, first, I want to just say worship is the highest form of adoration. Truly, truly, truly. The song says to worship you, I live. That means a part from worshiping the Lord for all that he is, right? There's no life, right? And worship, it is, it's, it's, it's a posture. So let's look at the word in, in the Greek and Hebrew. So worship in both the original Greek and Hebrew, they actually convey the idea of, of prostrating oneself. So bowing down, falling face down, like paying homage and paying respect, that is what worship is about. It is not necessarily about lifting our hands and singing a song. It's about paying homage and respect to our Lord and Savior, because again, he is worthy of all the glory and all the honor. So when we worship the Lord, it is only about God and God alone. So you've heard of people say, you know, they worship themselves, right? That's a sin. We know that that's a sin, right? As believers. And, and if we are in any way um, approaching the line of, of self-worship where we are, are, are making ourselves like God and, and looking to other people as Lord of our lives, we want to immediately repent, right? And renounce anything that we have been involved in or been doing and or even allowing in our lives that would hinder the Lord from being um, the Lord of our lives. So I want to say that because it's on my heart to say that. But when we think about worship, worship is not an outward act. I want to say that again, because oftentimes we say, I'm going to worship and it's an outward act. Worship is a heart's posture. It is a heart's posture. I want to say that again. It is a heart's posture. And the posture of worship that we have on earth, it is truly preparing our heart for heaven, where we know, right, according to Revelation, worshiping the Lord is, that's our obligation. That is what we're doing 24-7, right? The elders and the angelic beings, they are worshiping the Lord day in 
day out. Revelation says there was an innumerable amount of, of angelic beings that were worshiping the tens of thousands and thousands, right? Which is really meant to illustrate this whole room, throne room. What I envision is being the throne room filled with voices lifting up one sound of corporate worship before the Lord, but it's worship that they are giving unto the Lord because it is due unto him. It is not worship that is contingent upon what he, what, 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 what we're expecting God to do. It is worship because God is worthy of worship because of who he is in his sovereignty. He's worthy of worship in our mess. He's worthy of worship in our trials and tribulations. God is worthy of worship, right? And other words, Worship is the highest form of honor and respect that we can show towards our Lord and Savior. We are making a declaration, glory to God, that he alone is worthy. And this is a season, this is a season, can I say it again? This is a season where we must use and leverage worship as our weapon even in thinking about how we're pursuing the heart of God, there are so many things that we are battling. And if we would just allow the Lord into our hearts and we would just worship God and begin to truly thank him for what he's done, worship him for who he is, worship him for being our redeemer, right? Our savior for saving us, God, worship him and, and adore him and give him that honor and respect. But it's not from a superficial place. It is from the depths of our heart because we know what God has, has, has done for us simply because of his love for us, because of who he is, because of the agape love, because of the unfailing love, because of the unconditional love. He is worthy of everything that we have and everything that we are because of who he is. It is about God and God alone. This life that we live, it is to bring glory, glory to God unto our Lord and Savior. It is not about us. It is not about us building accolades and accomplishing one thing after the other. That's great if the Lord does great and mighty works through us. But if the Lord does nothing else for us, but to save us from death, which he has done if we are in Christ, truly in Christ, then we know that he's worthy of our worship. He's worthy of us declaring from the depths of our heart, God, that we love you, we honor you, and we shall respect and revere you, God, all the days of our lives. To worship you, I live. Let's look at a couple of chapters, excuse me, a couple of scriptures that support tonight's message. John 4, verse 24, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. That means that those of us who worship the Lord. We have to worship him from our heart in spirit and in truth, from the depths of our heart and in truth, knowing that he is the truth bringer. He is the truth. He is the truth. And through his word, we have the Lord and we know that he is who he says he is. And we worship him because of that. Worship is not marked by outward performances. It is not only marked by music or an event. It is a lifestyle. It is not contingent about upon our circumstances. We don't decide that we're going to worship when we're on the mountaintop and then not worship when we're on the valley lows or in the valley lows. Worship comes from the depths of our heart. It's a heart's posture. It is the way that we should live. It should be a lifestyle. Worship the Lord from a place of awe, reverence, respect, godly fear, love adoration, admiration, 
for our almighty God. It is not something that can be manufactured. We can't conjure up anything, right? We might be able to try to fake people out of the natural, but worshiping the Lord in spirit and in truth, that means the Lord knows that we're worshiping from a place within our heart. And only the Lord knows our hearts. So even if we pretended on a Sunday or at a worship conference or concert, even if we pretended that we were worshiping the Lord, the Lord would know if we were falling short of worshiping him in spirit and in truth. So why not just go before the Lord and ask him to help us, oh glory to God, to truly live in a way and be in relationship with him in a way that truly, truly allows us to worship him from a heart's place, from a place that's within our heart. We don't have to manufacture it. We don't have to fake it. We don't have to be counterfeits. There's so many people pretending to worship the Lord and they're doing all of these outward acts on the Sunday just so people can, can, can see them and they can make an appearance and appear to have relationship with the Lord. But see, that creates too much and that actually exerts too much effort. Why not just be in real relationship with the Lord so that the worship can truly come from a place within our heart so we can say with our mouth what is coming from our heart. God, you are the almighty. God, you are most magnificent. God, you reign supreme. God, you, God, are worthy of all of the glory, right? Let it come from our mouth, but let it come from within our hearts. And let it not just come out from our mouth, but as I mentioned, worship is a lifestyle, right? Let us live a life of godly reference. Let us live a life of awe. Let us live a life of adoration. Let us live a life of gratitude, right? And what does that look like? That looks like a life marked by obedience. It looks like living a life marked by holiness and faith, giving God the glory, not worshiping others not idolizing others, not making other things our God, but worshiping the true, the living almighty God. Let's look at another verse. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, I pray that this is ministering to somebody's heart. It's truly just filling my heart with such joy and even a deeper level of just reverence and adoration for our God, our Lord and Savior. Because if we take a moment and think about all that God has done for us, we don't need for him to do anything else for us. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. We should lift up a praise right now for all that God has taken us through, right? He may not have brought us out in the midst of it, but he took us through. Glory to God. And he promises that he'll be with us through the fire. He promises that he'll be with us through the deep waters. He promises that the fire will not consume us, but what will it do? It shall refine us. We thank you that he is a refining fire. Glory to God. And that means that we praise him and we worship him despite what might be thrown our way by life in this world, said Jesus to his disciples. You will have trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. We already know that we're going to go through things here. We are not going to be fully delivered from affliction, persecution, trials, and tribulations until the Lord has called us home, until he has um, uh, shouted with the trumpet, right? Until we've heard that, until we've been raised up, right? Until we've been raised up and taken home to our heavenly home, we are going to suffer persecution and affliction. All who live godly in Christ Jesus so suffer persecution. So we don't get to withhold our worship. We don't get to withhold our praise. We have to give um, the Lord all that is due unto him. Oh, hallelujah. 
Let's look at Psalm 29, verses 1 through 2, and this is the New King James Version, and it reads, Give unto the Lord, O you mighty ones. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due to his name. I want to read that again. Give unto the Lord the glory due to his name. And the last verse says, Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. That is a command. That is an invitation for us to give unto the Lord all that is due unto him because he's worthy. He's worthy. He's holy. He's sovereign. He's wonderful. He's beautiful. And I'm going to read it in the English Standard Version because I like how they use the word ascribe instead of giving. And it says in the English Standard Version, ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength, ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name, worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. So let's look at that word ascribe. Ascribe means to attribute a quality to someone or something, to assign an adjective to describe that person or thing, to give that person or thing credit for having a certain quality. So when we are ascribing to the Lord the glory due to his name and we're worshiping the Lord in the splendor of his holiness, we are literally attributing um, um, just worship and beauty and splendor to the Lord because that is what he is due. That is due unto his name, that we should worship him in the beauty of holiness. Our response to everything is worship. Worship, worshiping the Lord, worshiping from the depths of our heart, worshiping the Lord in spirit and in truth. And if you're not sure what that looks like, if we are not sure what that looks like, we take everything that we've heard tonight and we take it before the Lord. We take it to the altar. We say, Lord, I, I want to worship you. I want to be authentic in my worship. Show me what that looks like. And if we know that we have manufactured our worship, then we can repent. We go before the Lord in that as well. God, forgive me because I've, I've tried to pretend like I'm worshiping you, Lord, but, but really I haven't quite understood it. Oh God, give me greater Give me greater God revelation of what it looks like to worship you, God. Give me greater revelation of, of what it means to ascribe to you the glory that's due to your name, God. Give me greater revelation and understanding of what it means to worship you in the splendor of your holiness, God. I don't quite understand it, God, but I need wisdom and understanding. And watch how the Lord begins to open your eyes, our eyes, if we desire to worship him in spirit and in truth. Glory to God. The last verse I want to bring before us tonight is Revelation 4, chapter 4, verse 9. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who is seated on the, excuse me, they cast down, they cast their crowns down before the throne saying, worthy are you, our Lord and God to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things and by your will, they existed and were created. So that's Revelation 4, actually verses nine through 11. And I'm gonna read 11 again. It says, worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things and by your will, they existed and were created. Wow, they are worshiping him 
the sovereign God who lives forever and ever, the sovereign king who right now is seated on the throne, who one day he's going to conform our bodies and he's going to transform our lowly bodies so that they may be conformed to his glorious body. And we too will be able to cast our crowns down. We'll be able to cast our crowns down before him and there will be an expectation that we shall worship him. So if we are struggling with worship now, we are going to struggle with worship in heaven. So we want to go before the Lord now and we want to seek God for a worship posture, a posture of worship from our heart. Because as this verse says, and as these verses remind us, he who is seated on the throne, he is to be worshiped all the days of our lives now and when we go home to be with him in heaven. Oh, the 24 elders. The living creatures, they cast their their crowns down and they begin to say, God, you're worthy, hallelujah, to receive glory and honor and power. Why? Because you created all things. So now we're looking at worshiping God as our creator, our Elohim. He's the creator of the entire universe. He created you and I. He created the heavens and the earth, right? If we take it back to to Genesis in the beginning, what was was, was the heavens? All right, but he began to create everything else by his words. By his words, he formed the world. Oh gosh, and if we believe in the gospel and we believe that, that Jesus Christ is Lord, then we believe that by his words, the world was formed. So we thank the Lord. We give the Lord the glory and honor that is due to him because of him being our creator. If he does nothing else for us, we can worship him for, for being the sovereign king for being the the king who reigns on the throne, for being the land without a blemish, for being the land that was slain, for being the blood that was shed for the remission, oh, glory to God, for our sins, for being the ultimate sacrifice, hallelujah, for being the final sacrifice so that we might be forgiven and atoned for our sins once and for all, past, present, and future. The Lord is due worship. He's due glory. He's due honor. Hallelujah. Oh, God, I thank you. God, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, God, that we can come before you tonight and worship you, God. I thank you, God, that worship is the highest form of adoration, God. I thank you, Lord, that you are preparing and posturing our hearts to worship you, God, here on earth, God, so that you can prepare us as we posture our hearts for heaven, God. We don't want to be called home before our time, God, but we want to be prepared, God. We want to have our mindset on the things that are above, God, and not on the things that are of this earth, God. So even when we bow down before you, God, in a, a physical posture, God, I pray, Lord, that our heart's posture would have, would align with the physical posture, God, that we would be paying homage and respect to you in our heart of hearts, God, that we will be worshiping you and you alone, God, that it wouldn't be about us. It wouldn't be about people perceiving us to be a certain way, God. It wouldn't be about manufacturing worship, God, but it would truly be about worshiping you, God, as the sovereign king, as the great I am, as the El Shaddai, as the Lord Almighty, as the all-powerful one, God, as the King of kings, and as the Lord of lords, God, we praise your name, God. We worship you, God. Forgive us when we worship other things and other people in place of you, God. Forgive us God, if we have held things and, 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 and people in higher regard and higher esteem, then we have held you. God, I ask that you would purify us, God, cleanse us, God, purge us, God, refine us, even with the refining fire. God, I thank you, God, that your word says that we count it all joy when we fall into various trials, God, because the trials, God, they do something in us, God, the, the, it worketh our faith, God, it produces in us a patience, God, and when we let patience have its perfect worth, God, 
we will be found completely to God, lacking nothing, God. So I thank you, Lord, even as we lift our hands up, as we pray, God, that we would invite you in, God, to do a mighty work in our hearts and minds, God, so that we can become more like you, God. Conform us into your image, God. Help us to truly be believers and children of God and daughters of the King who worship you, God, in spirit and in truth, in the name of Jesus, God, that we would adore you, God, that we would esteem you high in our hearts and in our minds, God, that you would truly be Lord of our lives, God, that you would truly be first place in our lives, God, above all things, God, that you will be exalted, that no one and nothing could take your place, not a spouse, not a job, not our children, not our ministries, God, that you and you alone would reign supreme, God, in our households, in our hearts, God, in the name of Jesus, God, you're worthy, God, you're worthy, God, you're worthy, God, your name is excellent, God, oh, come and magnify the Lord with me, God, I thank you, Lord, that we will bless you, God, at all times, God, I pray that you would help us if we struggle with the blessing you at all times. I pray that you would help us if we struggle with having your praise continually be in our mouth. God, I pray that you would do a new thing in us, God, in the name of Jesus, Lord. So I thank you, God. We lift up the highest praise to you, God. We lift up the highest praise to you, God. You're worthy, God, of all of the glory, God. You're worthy of all of the honor, God. We worship you in the splendor of your holiness, God. We worship you in the beauty of your holiness, God. We give unto you, Lord, the glory that is due to your name tonight, God. So we thank you for meeting us here, God. We thank you for this message that was released on tonight, God. Oh, I pray that it would speak to our hearts, God, that it would pierce hearts where it needs to, Lord, in the name of Jesus, God. I pray that it would continue to speak to us even as we sleep, God, that you would minister to us, God, in the name of Jesus, God. I thank you, Lord. I worship you, God, for what you're doing in our hearts and minds, God. We submit and surrender ourselves to you, God. We yield unto you, God, as your daughters, God, daughters of the Most High, children of the God, children of the most high God. God, we thank you. Lord, we worship you, God. God, we give your name honor. We give your name glory, God. We bow in your presence, God. We kneel before you, God, our maker, God, our creator, God, our Elohim, God, our Jehovah Jireh, God. You are enough, Lord. You are enough, God. You're more than enough, God. Forgive us when we sought other people, God, for, for the things that you can only give us, God, the love, God, that you can give us, God, the validation, God, that comes from knowing who we are in you, God. I thank you for the new identity that we have in you, God, that therefore, if anyone is in you, God, that we have been given a new identity. We are new creations. We are new creatures, God. I thank you, God. I thank you, God. Help us to walk in the newness, God. Help us to walk this walk out, God. Help us to fight the good fight of faith, God. Help us to, to finish this course, God. Help us, Lord. Help us, help us help us, God. We thank you, Lord. We cannot do this life without you, God. Apart from you, we can do nothing, God. We are unworthy, God. Our most righteous deeds, our filthy rags to you, God. Only you are the holy, holy, holy one, God. So we worship you, our Lord Almighty. Holy, holy, holy are you, God, the one who is, who was, and who is to come, Lord. We honor you and we worship you, God. It is in your name, Lord, that we pray all of these things. Amen and amen. Amen, amen, ladies. God is so good. God is so great. He's so great and greatly to be praised. So I pray that the Lord was exalted and magnified on tonight's message. Part three of going deeper with God, pursuing the heart of God through worship. We look forward to part four, which is pursuing the heart of God through fasting. So we're going to talk about what it really looks like to fast in a way that is acceptable before the Lord. So we're not talking about 
fasting for, for the Lord to do something, right? We're talking about or to do something for us, but fasting so the Lord can do something in us. So we're just kind of going to talk about what that looks like and how we can begin to shift our perspective. I mean, and even the way in which we fast so we can make sure we're fasting in a way that is alignment with the Lord's will, with the Lord's ways. So we give the Lord all the glory for tonight. Love you, ladies. God is doing something new, something amazing. In Jesus name, we pray and we seal this message in faith and by the blood of Jesus. So we thank you. We love you, God. Amen. Amen. Amen, 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 ladies. Have a wonderful night in Jesus' name.